Hello, and welcome to the Daily Musings Podcast. I am your host, Steve M. I will be reading the daily reflection from the books Beyond Belief, Daily Musings for a 12-Step Life by Joe C., and published by Rebellion Dogs Publishing, and 365 Dao by Deng Ming Dao, published by Harper One. To be clear, I have not received permission from either publisher to reproduce this content in any form. It is strictly intended for my personal use and the enjoyment of my family and a few close friends. I hope you enjoy today's Daily Musings. March 15, 365 Dow, Day 74, Accumulation, An opening in the storming sea, gold deposited on bones, once accumulation has begun, take care not to interfere. There is a fable about a pious man whose father had just died. A geomancer instructed the son to bury his father at the mouth of a sea cave. The sea opened at this spot only once in a hundred years, and a family who utilized it would experience great fortune. Although he had misgivings about this unorthodox location, the son threw the casket into the waters at the indicated time. For weeks the son doubted what he had done. He eventually went to a competing geomancer who, out of jealousy, advised the son to raise the casket. The son did so. When the coffin was brought up and opened, the man saw that a fine layer of pure gold had already been deposited on his father's bones, a clear indication of the auspicious transformation that had begun. In regret, the son wanted to throw his father back in, but it was too late. There was no remedying what had been done. Spiritual practice must be uninterrupted. We may be anxious because we see very little happening on a daily basis, but we must be patient until we can see what the accumulation of our effort yields. Self-cultivation means steady, gradual progress. To stop prematurely would be more disastrous than never having started at all. Day 74 And now, Beyond Belief, Daily Musing for March 15. Today's quote, I suspect the secret of personal attraction is locked up in our unique imperfections, flaws, and frailties. Hugh McKay, 1640-1692 Is it flattering to be asked to be a sponsor? Often the qualities that attract another member to us are our blatant shortcomings rather than our genius or our concern in wholesome living. Being asked to sponsor someone is no insult to our recovery either. Someone struggling with anxiety may be more drawn to someone who has borne the indignities of this calamity more than to someone who knows only peace and prosperity. Why me? is a good question to ask at the start of this new relationship. It serves both parties well to establish what the sponsee's goals are, 
The needs of the newer member should drive the relationship. The best results come when newer members take responsibility for their own recovery. That way, both members are less likely to fall into old, unhealthy roles such as those of persecutor, victim, and rescuer. Many sponsorship relationships are temporary, and it helps to have that understanding right from the get-go. No two people grow at exactly the same pace, and changing circumstances may bring the relationship to a natural conclusion. Hard feelings need not ensue. The end does not mean either member failed to live up to their part of the bargain. Seasons change, needs change, and perspectives change. Some sponsor-sponsee relationships last a long time, and others don't. Some are informal and never clearly stated. It's nothing personal. It's all a part of the ebb and flow of a peer-to-peer fellowship. Do I keep my ego in check when I am called upon to help in the program? March 15th.